welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your brothers and sisters in spirit. And when we sincerely believe and accept that the spirit of the living God is the source of all mankind's existence, and know that our lives can be relinquished in a split second, that loving ourselves and others becomes easy, effortless. For when we start connecting with our inner selves more often, we truly begin to understand life's preciousness. We come to recognize the divinity and sacredness of all life everywhere, and we begin to truthfully represent the unconditional love of Jesus the Christ and the Ascended Ones, who are of the same spirit of the one living God, that is our mighty I Am Presence. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life. And y'all be loved. The high priest Ananias went down to Caesarea with some of the elders and a lawyer named Tertullus, and they brought their charges against Paul before the governor. When Paul was called in, Tertullus presented his case before Felix. We have enjoyed a long period of peace under you, and your foresight has brought about reforms in this nation. Everywhere and in every way, most excellent Felix, we acknowledge this with profound gratitude. But in order not to weary you further, I would request that you be kind enough to hear us briefly. We have found this man to be a troublemaker, stirring up riots among the Jews all over the world. He is a ringleader of the Nazarene sect and even tried to desecrate the temple, so we seized him. By examining him yourself you will be able to learn the truth about all these charges we are bringing against him. The other Jews joined in the accusation, asserting that these things were true. When the governor motioned for him to speak, Paul replied, I know that for a number of years you have been a judge over this nation, so I gladly make my defense. You can easily verify that no more than 12 days ago I went up to Jerusalem to worship. My accusers did not find me arguing with anyone at the temple or stirring up a crowd in the synagogues or anywhere else in the city. And they cannot prove to you the charges they are now making against me. However, I admit that I worship the God of our ancestors as a follower of the way, which they call a sect. I believe everything that is in accordance with the law and that is written in the prophets, and I have the same hope in God as these men themselves have, that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. So I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. After an absence of several years, I came to Jerusalem to bring my people gifts for the poor and to present offerings. I was ceremonially clean when they found me in the temple courts doing this. There was no crowd with me, nor was I involved in any disturbance. But there are some Jews from the province of Asia, who ought to be here before you and bring charges if they have anything against me. 
or these who are here should state what crime they found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin, unless it was this one thing I shouted as I stood in their presence, it is concerning the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you today. Then Felix, who was well acquainted with the way, adjourned the proceedings. When Lysias the commander comes, he said, I will decide your case. He ordered the centurion to keep Paul under guard but to give him some freedom and permit his friends to take care of his needs. Several days later Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish. He sent for Paul and listened to him as he spoke about faith in Christ Jesus. As Paul talked about righteousness, self-control and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and said, that's enough for now. You may leave. When I find it convenient, I will send for you. At the same time, he was hoping that Paul would offer him a bribe, so he sent for him frequently and talked with him. When two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus, but because Felix wanted to grant a favor to the Jews, he left Paul in prison. Acts 24 Isis Unveiled, Volume 2, Chapter 3 To assure ourselves that Jesus was a true Nazarene, albeit with ideas of a new reform, we must not search for the proof in the translated Gospels, but in such original versions as are accessible. Tischendorf, in his translation from the Greek of Luke 4, 34, has it Isu Nazarene, and in the Syriac it reads Iasua, thou Nazarea. Thus, if we take into account all that is puzzling and incomprehensible in the four Gospels, revised and corrected as they now stand, we shall easily see for ourselves that the true, original Christianity, such as was preached by Jesus, is to be found only in the so-called Syrian heresies. Only from them can we extract any clear notions about what was primitive Christianity. Such was the faith of Paul, Winter tell us the orator accused the apostle before the governor Felix. What he complained of was that they had found, that man a mover of sedition, a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes, and, while Paul denies every other accusation, he confesses that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers. This confession is a whole revelation. It shows, 1, that Paul admitted belonging to the sect of the Nazarenes, 2, that he worshiped the God of his fathers, not the Trinitarian Christian God, of whom he knows nothing, and who was not invented until after his death, and 3, that this unlucky confession satisfactorily explains why the treatise, Acts of the Apostles, together with John's revelation, which at one period was utterly rejected, were kept out of the canon of the New Testament for such a length of time. H.P. Blavatsky At Biblis, the Neophytes as well as the Hierophants were, after participating in the mysteries, obliged to fast and remain in solitude for some time. There was strict fasting and preparation before as well as after the Bacchic, Adonian, and Eleusinian orgies, and Herodotus hints, with fear and veneration about the Lake of Bacchus, in which they, the priests, made at night exhibitions of his life and sufferings. In the Mithraic sacrifices, during the initiation, a preliminary scene of death was simulated by the neophyte, and it preceded the scene showing him himself being born again by the rite of baptism. A portion of this ceremony is still enacted in the present day by the Masons, when the neophyte, as the Grand Master Hiram Abif, lies dead, and is raised by the strong grip of the lion's paw. The priests were circumcised. 
the neophyte could not be initiated without having been present at the solemn mysteries of the lake. The Nazarenes were baptized in the Jordan, and could not be baptized elsewhere, they were also circumcised and had to fast before as well as after the purification by baptism. Jesus is said to have fasted in the wilderness for 40 days, immediately after his baptism. To the present day, there is outside every temple in India, a lake, stream, or a reservoir full of holy water, in which the Brahmins and the Hindu devotees bathe daily. Such places of consecrated water are necessary to every temple. The bathing festivals, or baptismal rites, occur twice every year, in October and April. Each last 10 days, and, as in ancient Egypt and Greece, the statues of their gods, goddesses, and idols are immersed in water by the priests, the object of the ceremony being to wash away from them the sins of their worshippers which they have taken upon themselves, and which pollute them, until washed off by holy water. During the Arati, the bathing ceremony, the principal god of every temple is carried in solemn procession to be baptized in the sea. The Braham priests, carrying the sacred images, are followed generally by the Maharaja, barefoot, and nearly naked. Three times the priests enter the sea, the third time they carry with them the whole of the images. Holding them up with prayers repeated by the whole congregation, the chief priest plunges the statues of the gods thrice in the name of the mystic trinity, into the water, after which they are purified. The Orphic hymn calls water the greatest purifier of men and gods. H.P. Blavatsky Now in the correction of conditions of the outer world that are destructive, there are legions of the angelic host who direct the activities of blue lightning as well as the violet flame, as well as every activity of the sacred fire. And therefore, when you need to send forth into a national condition, or a world condition, more power to hold the victory of the light, Fail not to remember that the angelic host who direct the blue ray and the blue lightning of cosmic annihilation are ever ready, and through your calls will set into action these activities of which they are master. Much of this must be done, beloved ones, before the final cleansing of the earth takes place. The angelic host never use anything but the sacred firepower of the great love from the heart of creation. Now whether those who are the angelic host be ascended beings or not makes no difference, because all use the action of the sacred fire that is life's love to produce perfection. So when you call for the angelic host's guarding flame of invincible protection, you will find many times conditions around you changing suddenly for your benefit, your protection, and the protection of that which is constructive. Now you need this not only around yourselves, but you need this in the powers of nature and forces of the elements, in your plant life. Wherever you choose to bring forth something lovely to bless yourselves and others, you need the guarding presence of the sacred fire from the angelic host. And the more of the legions of the angels that can come into the lower atmosphere of earth, the cleaner the atmosphere will be. Therefore, the purification of the conditions in the atmosphere of earth can be brought about powerfully and quickly as the angelic host are called into action to govern them. Then much of the destruction that goes on every day in outer world conditions will simply be neutralized, and that destruction does not go ahead and produce what was intended. There are many, many blessings to come out of this, and we are hoping you will all love to feel the companionship and the association of the angelic host in their closer contact, with those who will welcome them into outer conditions too, more quickly, purify and correct them. Applause. Thank you.
precious ones. Beloved Archangel Michael, Now another most important reason for my coming and concentrating on this in this class is because there is such a rapidly increasing activity of mankind's energy, through the atmosphere of earth, that you're going to have to have certain concentration of the guarding flame from the angelic host, in order to hold certain order and balance and control of the atmosphere over your land, or over any nation in the world. Since mankind has invented the airplane and the atomic bombs and that sort of thing, individuals are filling the atmosphere with more and more destructive rates of vibration. Many of these return upon those who sent them out, and they are paying the price right along. And anyone who comes into a stream of that destructively qualified energy is subject to it, unless individuals know this law and consciously command the protection that is required to avoid disaster. And that is one reason that it is so important for all of you to be aware of a sun presence of the guarding flame of the angelic host about you that forever holds protection against anything and everything that is destructive. This protects not only what you might call the physical side of yourselves, this protects the mind and the feeling in your atmosphere against intrusion of those destructive activities thrown off by the rest of mankind, that are the source of tragedy, desecration, and destruction. And those of you who understand this law can render tremendous assistance through your decree for this to which I have referred. And if I were you, if you want to serve the nation, ask that the atmosphere itself over the whole nation be filled with the protecting flame of the angelic host that repels and consumes anything and everything that is of destruction against that which is of God. If you enter into this, you will find it clearing the way before you, and it will also take out of the mental and feeling world about you the fear and uncertainty that are the general radiation of the masses of the people. This is of infinite benefit and blessing and protection to you all. It not only surrounds you as an insulation to protect you, but it carries within that flame of love the directing intelligence and illumination and power of action to keep removed from your atmosphere the destructive things under which you have struggled in the past. So blessed ones, you have no idea what this will do for you in a short time, as you remember to do it several times a day. Do it in the morning. Do it at night, and a time or two in the middle of the day when you have a few moments. Just give it recognition and ask your mighty I am presence and the angelic host to establish that sun presence around you and your world, of their protecting flame, and hold it there for eternity. Then as you go forward, there will always be a guard about you. There will always be a presence whose directing intelligence will bless you, for eternity. Beloved Archangel Michael, 